You're listening to the Amber Wetterer. <laughs> And welcome to the Emerald Reprobates podcast with myself, I, Derek. And myself, James. <laughs> oh, come on, you could have went with it. No. Uh, no I've done anything to do with that film. Yeah, all right, let's, let's box this shit off <laughs> quick, smart. It's time, people. The movie Box of Doom. With extra doom. Extra doom this week. Uh, 2014's I, Frankenstein with Aaron Eckhart and... The Mexican non-union equivalent of Sandra Bullock, possibly. No, Jodie Foster. Your woman's are double. Okay. The chick from Lord of the Rings. Kate Blanchett. No, don't just stare blind at me. I don't know her name. She was the she was the board who upends the Witch King and remember gives it the whole I am no man, pulls off her helmet and stabs the Witch King. No. Yeah, well anyway, it was horror, but um for for the first few minutes when I seen her I was like this is Jodie Foster, like, it looks kind of just like a skinnier Jodie Foster, kind of. And given the amount of bad CGI in that movie, like, I wouldn't have been surprised that they fucked her up a little. Yeah, possibly. but um, And Bill Nighy. And Bill Nighy, yeah. I mean, could you not have got an older, frailer, less convincing bad guy, like, than Bill Nighy, like, you know, that sort of way? No, you need these old undead kings to be old and frail and millionaire businessmen. They can't be young yeah. and... Strong. No, well, I don't know. I mean, people who live forever have to be old. Yeah, but this is, the, this is the yeah, but this is the thing. They live forever. So uh, how did he get to that age? Maybe he stopped. Like, at what point do you Become stop aging? I, well, I don't know. Yeah, that uh, I, I don't know where, uh, how you answer according that. According to interviewing the vampire, when you're twelve. Yeah, and you get all pedo-y yeah. kissing <laughs> kids and all. But uh, yeah, had a budget of sixty-five million. <laughs> Box office, care to hedge a guess? Fiver. Uh, not not too much. I'm about a five or over the <laughs> over the budget, uh, sixty nine million. So less than successful, shall we say? Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave it three percent. Yeah, which I think is probably about three percent too many. A little bit. Um, users yeah. though, oddly enough, there's obviously a big kind of you know you got this kind of underworld generation. You know that sort of way. they like all this shitty Twilighty type bad CGI. Yeah. Oh, look, at monsters are different than dark. I'm different than dark, so I like this sort of bullshit going on. So, but idiots. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's pretty much everybody in Airbook, though. Yeah, 39% from the users, though. Which I thought was a fairly big spread, to go from 3% to 39%. Yeah, but critics aren't generally idiots. Like they see a bad film, they call it a bad film. Yeah, sometimes they're not on the ball with what they're criticising for. But yeah, in the place of this, there was very little redeeming yeah. features in it. The thing that I, I, as I said with fucking disgust last week when I pulled it out, like I had seen this before, and there was a scene in it that made slightly more sense, but just as much nonsense this time was when Bill Nye um, carves a fucking what's that the uh, pentagram? Is that what you call it? Yes, Penta- call it pentagram. Or yeah. if you're a Manson girl, a swastika. Yeah, well, the pentagram into Aaron Eckhart's head. And he then, like, you know, gets him possessed. Only for Aaron Eckhart to then wipe it as if it was fucking ketchup off his head. <laughs> and say, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm not your son or whatever. Shazam. Whatever it was. But the thing that bugged me about that scene was, I get the fact that the demons could only possess somebody with no soul, hence they needed dead bodies. But then the whole, they were trying to give it this twist of, oh, look, he was either earning a soul through his deeds. But that didn't stop the fact that, why did he still go through the whole, oh, floating in the air, mm-hmm. I'm being possessed thing, if he wasn't being possessed? He wanted to annoy Bill. He's just playing and along then, a little bit. why did he also get Wolverine healing factor within that whole yeah. Shazam moment? Because why was he able to then wipe what was carved into his head with your man's, Demony nail, like he was able to wipe it off like a bit mm-hmm. of fucking ketchup. He's magic, and he knew exactly how to mimic being possessed. Like Bill's been doing that for four thousand years. Yeah, didn't didn't that, see that, it. That's a little different. Yeah. What do you add? I've never seen anybody do a chicken dance before <laughs> when they were being possessed. But that's yeah. a, that Probably one, that one scene in particular made no sense to me. Just that one scene. Well, you know, okay, the fact that. 
pretty much maybe five minutes earlier he just killed Gabriel and the reason he was able to kill him was because he had no soul <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what I flash forward by fucking five minutes yeah, he, he can't be possessed because he has a soul goes into the next room yeah it's literally it's kind of like you know we need him to have a soul in this scene mm-hmm. so let's have him have a soul okay but what about the last scene when he didn't have one don't worry about that people yeah. have already fucking fell asleep at this yeah. stage nobody's still in the cinema I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just because I don't like Jack Horton either or I haven't seen him in anything I liked. I won't write him off completely, but I just haven't seen him in anything I liked. That's not good. He just always seems... His characters, I don't know, they're always kind of lifeless and pointless and... Ooh, nearly got me cracky kid on there, grab the fly out of me there. Um, Or Mott. No, it was definitely some sort of midget fly. that's over there. Uh, that's not a fucking moth. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I just can't warm to that guy in films at all. I don't know what it is. And I've seen him in a few bits now. And I, like I said, I don't know if it's just generally that they're bad films or, you know, or is it a... Yeah, probably. Is it a 50-50 thing that they're bad films because he's in them as well? Or yeah, probably not helping. Yeah, but no, all in all, from start to finish, it, it, the film made fuck all sense. The fight scenes were bad at best. Like, you know... Whoever came up with the whole thing of how demons are descended or angels ascended, like it was blocking half the screen, covering out fights for the yeah. better part of the fights. Yeah. Once you ascend, descended, Shazam. yeah, once you descended two or three of them, all of a sudden you couldn't see the rest of the fucking fight, yeah. like you know, that sort of way. It was a mist. Yeah, it was just this red shift <laughs> flying everywhere, like, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I say, all in all, just really not a good film. Special effects kind of bugged me as well. The whole human head thing on the demons, and then it's like they go ah, and the head burns off them. But their demon head is clearly bigger than the human head. It was all stuffed into the human head. Yeah, so this was it. Have they got yeah? Have they got like this spongy? It's like that, no, it's like that box of snakes you open up and the thing's shooting out. This yeah, demon head shoots. Yeah, out. that's but because it just it kind of physically made no sense as to why the fucking head was bigger than the human head that was masking it and if, if it was just some sort of an illusion thing that they can project this human head to fool you then why did they need to burn off like so dramatically like you know that sort somebody of had some special effects yeah. let's do this it was like some guy yeah figured this out on a, his latest program he yeah. just got for Christmas or something that was like yeah but it's like star wipe star wipe <laughs> you know but all that's in all it's a pretty, pretty bad movie I'll buy the, the Dr. Frankenstein's monster legend because I want to believe that when you die, I can hook you up to the mains and you'll come back to life. Yes. And nobody will notice. But, yeah. But once the first five minutes are gone, the rest of the film was terrible. Yeah, but no, I have to say, I definitely found the first half of the movie because I fell asleep. <laughs> not, a, not a great sign, <laughs> but I was tired. But I fell asleep about halfway through and I only watched the second half then today. And the first half definitely didn't bug me as much as the second half and I think the second half just leaves such a sour taste in your mouth that it kind of condemns the whole film yeah. then that's they have a lot of these films they just have to have fights and stop having fights for pointless reasons yeah it was for the effects thing of yeah. showing the gargoyles and then the demons and I mean how the fuck were the demons overpowering or outnumbering the gargoyles the gargoyles can fly for fuck's sake yeah, and since when can gargoyles fly they're made of stone well I don't know I mean I'd Planes are made of a fucking couple of ton of steel, but they'll fly like <laughs> they're jet propelled with fuel. What's <laughs> yeah. the gargoyle? They get running start yeah. down the drain pipes. <laughs> yeah. That's when he started Notre Dame because in that height thing, you gotta get a good run on now and out by the fucking what's it the, pre- the rose window? What yeah. do you call it? I prefer the the Terry Pratchett gargoyles, where they're used by now by the the cops in the and uh, Moorpark, the city, as a uh, surveillance. They just sit there. Watch. Oh, okay. Because do, do you remember, it would have been maybe mid-90s, there was actually a cartoon called Gargoyles. It was set in New York, and there was like a, a group of... Gar- I can't remember that. I think I was just about kind of getting out of cartoons. I would have probably been just getting a smidge mm. old to actually kind of watch it. But I do remember no. seeing the film. There was a film of it made, and it was obviously animated. But like that, they all had names like Hudson and stuff. They were named after kind of landmarks of New York, like that. But I, I, I recall it not being the worst thing. Again, it was a mid-90s sort of cartoon, but they I'm not sure if they could fly or not. I'm going to assume yes, because how else the fuck? You spend a lot of time getting down on, up and down off buildings yeah. if you couldn't fly, like standing there waiting on the elevator, like, kind of, don't mind me, yeah, just going up to the top yeah. floor there. They you go know? cheesing across and slam into the other building. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man well, style. Yeah, there, there would be that, yeah, but fucking these cargoes ziplining across fucking New York and shit, but... Yeah, all in all, pretty bad movie. What would you, what would you give it? <laughs> what is it? 
gargoyles, they do have to get down. They come bombing out of the lobby, cheesing it across the, yeah. uh, Broadway. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> the you know, they can't fly. It makes them pretty shit. So I think that's why you kind of, if you want that myth to work at all, they kind of have to be able to fly. Like, because other than that, it's just ridiculous. Like, you know, that's sort of way. Like, how the fuck are they getting around? Hailing the taxi, getting yeah. the subway or something like that. They just sat there reading his newspaper. Yeah, everybody like squashed the other end of the cart while this fucking big statue was standing on the other end. Yeah. Whoa, I'm fighting crime and demons here. Just mind, like, fuck's sake, don't be staring at me, like. Like, I just fucking farted. Dirty egg fart, like. Put your homeless people on the subway. I'm not going down there. Stay at him. Oh, well. Uh, Right, what do you think? Then, zero. Yeah, I'd probably probably concur with less. Well, we can't go less because you have to give it something. So, yeah, we'll call it a big smelly fucking zero or whatever it is. I'm not sure if you can give a zero or if you have to come up to, like, Half a star or one star or something like that. All right, I'm giving it zero. Yes. Okay, zero it is. Right, so... Um, Did you watch any other films? Do you want to rattle that box for us and get us a new one? Something else to watch? Uh, yeah, sure, why not? You might as well. Hello, me. I keep saying, I must get a drum roll uh, yes, piece must. to put over this. <laughs> <laughs> Ninjas from America. What? <laughs> American Ninja. Oh, whoa. Um, <laughs> Michael... Bublé? No. Chuck Ju- Norris's Union, Mexican Union equivalent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, blonde guy. I suppose maybe meant to be some sort of a fucking late 80s, early 90s heartthrobby type. Um, Dudikoff or Davidoff or something like that. Yeah, something. Do you something. remember him? I remember he the films. A bunch of like those sort of films, like, and I don't think much else. Um, it, was, it was out there with the your kickboxers, your all those. Yeah, yeah, it was exactly. Um, of, uh, do you remember Cynthia Rothrock? She was like the female version yeah. of that, like all these best of, of the best American uh, yeah. Ninja Delta la, la, Force lads in the Far East, the Near East, the Middle East. Yeah, all no, fighting for anywhere lives. that's not American. Yeah. Like you know, I mean, it didn't matter to them. They just say like, anywhere that's not here, yeah. sort of thing. It didn't matter. So, uh, what would that be in? Mid 80s, 90s? Mid, late 80s, thereabouts. Yeah, I'd have to think 80s more so than 90s, yeah. yeah. Okay, so American Ninja, yeah. Check back. <laughs> it's not getting any better. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, fucking yawning already. I haven't even fucking watched it. Um, yeah, I know the title of the box kind of gives it away, but Jesus Christ, there's got to be a couple of gems sank in there. Uh, no, you would think so. Well, no, we did. No. We did get Robocop back yeah, in back in the day. Some time ago, run, nowhere to run looks good. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah, certain films start kind of standing out as being kind of yeah. decent movies, and that's not a good thing. Yeah. Henry Rollins bumming around after Charlie Sheen. No, not, not no, so bad. No, 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 no. That, I don't think that'll ever come up a notch in my book. That was well, if you to sit down, I Frankenstein or the Chase. I'd probably go I Frankenstein to be honest. Right. At least it's just got dumb special effects, and you know, you, have to listen to you, Sheen you, you, for you fucking know an hour. Chili and peppers. Yeah, but you fucking um, have to listen to Sheen for an hour and a half, just talking bollocks. Like that's literally all that film was. Forty-five minutes. Rollins with the other forty-five. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, Rollins, and I uh, know. Well, maybe give them forty each, and then ten minutes for the Chili yeah. Peppers, and then that made up the whole movie. That was how they divvied up the fucking the, the paychecks at the end of it all. Right. So American Ninja next week, people. Right. So um. I've got a girl poisoning her roommates. Okay. Or yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, you want a bit of that? This chick, um, the roommates was uh, in America. The, the roommates kind of started, you know, when somebody's a bit odd. You know, we had a we had a good friend some time back who we aptly named Danny Strange, yes. who Strange became kind of a little bit. Weirder than strange, and then it was like, you know, let's distance ourselves from this guy, strange. And then turns out he's on front page of the paper stalking somebody a couple of years later. So, strange, you know, everybody kind of knows somebody along those lines. But, um, yeah, this this chick, sorry, just got to here we go. So, I moved into a a house after a guy moved out and playing guitar at 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning in the house, college, obviously, just after college. Yeah, but that's weird, like, and you rightly so. Somebody stormed out of the bedroom, tried to kick his door in to beat him to death. With his guitar. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. 
it just is a when you go to university it's pretty much look at a draw who you end up sharing a room with and for some people they may be friends for life others well they're not so lucky that's exactly the case it was a college in south carolina it, it keeps trolling me because they keep calling it uni but that's a very english thing to call yes. it uni but anyway uh, as a university in south carolina um this chick who doesn't fucking thing is so slow doesn't reek of madness but there's definitely a little bit of something dancing behind her eyes there yeah you know you, she definitely looks like she could turn in not a bad looking chick all the same but um she was putting the uh, windex or window lean to me or you over this mm-hmm. neck of the water uh she was putting fucking windex into their food in the, the leftover food and all that they were leaving in the fridge uh, Hayley King was her name. Um, she was arrested and charged with class a class C felony. She could be looking at twenty years in jail if she's convicted. Um, Fair enough. It, there's a touch of attempted murder about that. Yeah, you could argue that there probably would be if you consumed enough. Uh, she admitted spitting in their food and spraying Windex into it um, ahead of our court appearance on May fourth. But then the thing is, the quote then from the quote unquote victim you know this is where it gets far too American for my liking and you just know that they're just seeing dollar bills uh, it's just you know it's, it's kind of an abbreviated quote says, the aftermath caused me to fall behind in my classes I was forced to switch out of one of my courses because it was so I was so distracted with everything going on this not only affected me physically having to deal with the re- repercussions of the incident but also mentally from the anxiety that came along with it now I mean just get over it. Live your life. Yeah, move look on. At, at the end of the day, you know what I mean? This chick was putting windowlane in your field. Obviously enough that you could taste it, but not obviously enough to do any real fucking harm. Yes. Uh, okay, I'm sure it's probably not going to do you any good, but, you know, she didn't kill anybody with this shit. But then, to start pulling the whole, oh, right, to drop out of classes, and I was pretty fucking failing anyway, you know, that sort of way. Yeah. But it just reeks of dollar bills, like, you know, the whole, you know, that suing culture of America. Yeah, and of like, therapy and, as well. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this is, we're, life is too much for me. I need to talk to somebody. Yeah, what's that all about, yeah. man? Sitting on someone's fucking couch, paying them stupid money to fucking chat to them about shit that went on. Don't they know they've just got a podcast? Like, yeah. But and yeah, even people with podcasts do it. Where I mean, I, I know... I've only once shared, lived in shared accommodation, and it was only very, very brief. It was when I was working over in America, done a summer over in America back in the day. And for the sake of the, the girl I was living with, um, let's say our rent, I can't remember, let, let's say our rent was $90 or something like that, okay? So that was $45 each is how we used to play down. But there was these kind of... I, they were called apartments, but to say apartments would give people the wrong impression. It wasn't an apartment block. They were just two-story buildings, but upstairs and downstairs were separate, you know, that sort of yes. way. Like, and each place had three bedrooms in it. So the, why they were called apartments, I don't know. But anyway, so by going in that way, you were sharing with four others. So it was like two to a room, three bedrooms, communal sitting room and kitchen off it. And so that was working out at about $65 or something like that. So we said kind of, fuck, yeah, you know, we could save $35 a week. We were there. We knew we were going to be there for like three months or something like that. So we kind of going, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Moved in. I don't think we lasted a month. Like, and I was like fit to fucking kill somebody. Like, you know, you know, as we all know now, I'm not a very social yeah. person. I probably hadn't realized that at that stage and, mm. you know, should have kind of fucking kept myself away. But just the littlest things start bugging the piss out of me. Like, they'd have friends or they had friends that were over. They were from Cork, I think. They, it was three girls and a fella. And they had, friend, they, were, they had friends that were over as well. But the friends were living in the town of um, New Hampshire, where there was nothing going on there. I lived in the beach resort of New Hampshire, Hampton Beach in New Hampshire. So that was where it was all going on. There was parties, bars, fireworks, all this sort of shit. So they'd come down and consistently just crash over. So they were paying the cheaper rents to live out in the fucking town that had nothing going on and had their steady full-time nine-to-fives, where everybody at the beach was kind of scraping by, doing hours here, hours there and all. And then coming down and living the beach life, like by fucking kipping on what was my floor now. And that was well and good, you know, it didn't particularly care like that. I was only about 20, 21, something like that, whatever. No, about yeah, but 20. That doesn't count as living with somebody. That's yes. a holiday. And you just happen to be in the same apartments. Yeah, but what happened then was, like, it, it's living in the sense of that you've done grocery shopping and all this sort of shit and you've got your stuff. Yeah, but you're, you know, it's, it's three months, maybe four at the most. Yeah. Like, 
you live yeah, in a share in a house with somebody or going to college it's nine yeah. or ten months it's double that yeah I, oh yeah and so i mean i can only imagine what that must feel like given that this is how i felt yeah. but like that started then like you'd get up and you'd you'd reach for your carton of orange juice and it's empty and you're just going to go on like these cunts don't buy orange juice like, because they were all your atypical students like yes. wouldn't spend christmas unless it was on like just fucking drink or a fucking pizza or something i don't know so like i was buying like i was eating properly like you know that sort of way you know you'd have your juice your cereal and all and you get up and your your juice would be all gone or your milk would be all gone and they just weren't buying and that's where it start pissing you off and really start grinding on you because you'd be kind of going like if you thought for a second that one morning you went and realised oh I've no juice oh I'll just borrow some of fucking John's or whatever and I'll get them back but when John never bought a fucking carton of juice in his life but he's drinking yours he's partial to a glass of juice in the mornings but doesn't <laughs> isn't partial to buying it that it just done me fucking head and I ended up like I said, I ended up moving back out. I think probably about three weeks later, I was just like, no, nah, I, I literally cannot do this. <laughs> it was just fucking torture. So you failed at living with other people. Big time. And so much so <laughs> that I don't think I'd ever want to fucking do it again. Like, you know, the whole, you know, having just fucking your student kind of, Darren. <laughs> yeah. How Darren lives. Like, you know, he's got his room and all, but that's grand. But then you always have those communal areas and they're always going to be the point of contention where it's like, oh, look at the fucking state of the jacks or who left that crap there or who used mm. the last of the toilet roll and didn't put it back on mm. or the last of the shampoo or who used my shampoo and, and now it's all gone and that sort of crap. Somebody who was sharing a, a house with two other girls and they were sharing the bathroom but she wouldn't say anything to them if they did anything that was pissing her off. When you have to, like you, you're you're there. That's your house. You're yeah. living there. You're working around there. I would imagine, and like you, ha- you, ha- you can't just not ignore it and let it just yeah. piss you off. Yeah, like you, you can move out. You can do what you did and move out and move yeah, on. Yeah, well, I did because I remember I did holiday, say it to them. I but did. If, you, if you're say, living, yeah, you're you're kind of yeah, stuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either you move out or you say it. Yeah. You just don't sit there and say, oh, I hate yeah, when they do this. I think I did say to them at one point then about the others crashing on the floor now because there was one spate where whatever way it worked out, they were all on different shifts and there was anywhere between one and three people on the sitting room floor every morning for about a week because depending mm. on who was off, what day, they'd come down and all this sort of crack. And I just got to the stage where you just kind of going, for fuck's sake, I can't even come out of my bed because like, if you can imagine like the way the doors worked, there was... My bedroom door was the middle one, so it was the one that led right into the sitting room. So you were literally walking out your bedroom door to step over bodies, like, you know, that sort of way. But um, I, I would have to imagine that if you're in that situation of living with people, and especially when it comes to, like, say, bathrooms and shit, you don't leave, you treat it like a hostel. You don't leave your stuff in the bathroom. You have your shower bag or whatever. You bring it down to the bathroom when you're getting washed, and it leaves the bathroom with you when you're coming yes. out. I think that's that would be the only way to keep... And that's the way... It- Keep it like I did it, and I was living in a house with six lads, and we all did that. Yeah, but there's there's things that don't leave the bathroom, like the jack roll. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, obviously, obvious things like jack roll, toilet cleaner, the yeah. toilet brush, maybe. Uh, no, I'd even say toothpaste should be in your bag because that's your oh, toothpaste, yeah. you know, that sort of way. It's like, it's not like your house. Whatever about leaving a, maybe just a, a communal bar of soap at the fucking sink, mm. like, you know, that sort of way. Yeah, you have to because there's other yeah. people coming in and out of yeah. the place. But anything else got to do with your personal hygiene? should be yours and brought back yeah. to your room when you're finished like you know that sort of way and you know, and, and washing up is a big thing yeah as well again i would argue that you know you wash up the second you're finished eating your fucking meal like you yeah, leave not, not kid- everybody does that no, nobody does i know some people that like louise would be a bit of a stickler for sometimes actually washing up before she sat down to her dinner no, that's weird. You know, that's our way. Like, no, I'd be talking about if it was something quick, like, say she was out doing something on the pan Still or something. Weird. She'd want to wash it out and just throw it back. And all. Yeah, me personally, I would eat and then yeah. wash up if I washed up at all. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, but I, I don't think I would get to the point where I want to poison somebody. Uh, I'd just move out. Yes. You know, that's our Like I say. But if I'd, you're stuck, that's your, like, you're being assigned to this place. For your college yeah, year. Yeah, they probably are, yeah, in, in America. Yeah, yeah. If it's, if it's, it's yeah, a campus fucking thing or something like that, or even if it's not, it's pretty hard to get accommodation. Mm. Like That's it, and a lot of places, you t- your month's deposit. Like, you're stuck there for another month before you can leave as well. Yeah, and a month is a long fucking time yeah. if you're in a situation you don't want to be in. Yeah, but still, yeah. I don't think I'll poison somebody. No. I've seen you flicking at your phone there, boy. Uh, you're on a stag. Yes. You're from Ireland. Yes. <laughs> What 
do you dress up as and what don't you dress up as? Leprechaun or a fucking, I don't know, you dress the stag himself up as a fucking French maid or something like that. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not saying hens, just stags. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. like yeah, I've, he- I've seen he- lads do he- smurfs. Hens involve L place and cock. Yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen like a gang of smurfs mm. and the stag would be doing as Papa Smurf or Smurfette. No, Gargamel. You, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. Those sort of things. Yeah. Fucking leprechauns, smurfs, that sort of crap. Those morph men suits, you know, the all in one yes. hooded suiting. So, uh, not Nazis. Probably not, no. Um, wouldn't be the... Fi- like, well, I think stag, I think fancy dress, it's not the first thing that comes no. to my mind. So, Why? lads on a stag party who wore Hitler masks near the Jewish quarter in Prague. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. They've been branded as a disgrace and Terrorists. repulsive. Pretty much. But they're nice guys, really. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. The, the stag's father-in-law or future father-in-law, oh, they're, they're grand lads. It's funny you should say that because I heard a bit on the radio. I didn't overly know what it was about, but <laughs> this is obviously what it was about. You were talking to some fella, but the fella they were talking to wasn't on the stags. But yeah. he's... Yeah. This is all I could get. He was, he was the, the, the father of the bride. What I got on the radio was they were talking to some Irish fella who was a bar owner over there and was... I, I missed the whole thing of them saying they were dressed as Hitler. I just heard this guy mm. saying that apparently they were getting lowery and getting fucking sloppy and aggressive then when they were being told they can't have any more drink. Like they were abusing the staff, slapping the arse of the, the girls. Yeah, that's all in here. And then, um, then, like I said, then they spoke to the father-in-law. Or they know they had a, they actually they couldn't speak to the father-in-law. They had an excerpt from him from another show that he'd been on, and like that, he's. he's Sounded like a they sounded like a like country boys or like Cork or Kerry somewhere or something. like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they're from. But um, but like that, he was banging on. I'm kind of because what sprung to my mind was how the fuck can he defend these lads when the first thing he's after saying is I wasn't there. Yeah. So how the you fuck, don't know what happened. Yeah, you don't know what happened. You didn't see what happened and all. But yeah, I mean, now that I'm putting two and two together with what I heard on the radio and what George is telling me there, yeah, yeah sounds at, like a bunch of fucking. At idiots. some stage in Ireland, when you're planning this, and somebody says. Lads, let's get a heap of Hitler masks. Yeah. Does anybody say, uh, Especially no. <laughs> going to, like, I mean, I know Prague is technically, it's, it's, it's closer to the fucking troubles of Nazi Germany than we ever were. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's close enough that you don't want to be doing that. I mean, I know I did suggest to you and Darren one year for Halloween that we do, I think it was Bin Laden, Saddam Hussein, and possibly Hitler, <laughs> actually, now that I think of it. But, like, that's... But we didn't. But that, no, but, no, but even... But that being said, I would accept that on... If I seen somebody dressed as Hitler on Halloween, you take it in the fun of the night that it is, that, ah, oh, it's Halloween, mm. it's a bit of crack. Oh, look, there's Bin Laden and fucking Saddam Hussein as well. But to march around somewhere near, whether it be Prague, Poland, Germany, Austria, in fucking Nazi gear or Hitler masks, yeah, you're just fucking asking for trouble. Yeah, you really are. And you're just been completely disrespectful to what is you know and probably should still be a fairly touchy fucking subject in those parts yes definitely and but then you just had the general piss head behavior of abusing the the staff yeah as if they as if wearing those masks wasn't enough yeah the fact that from what i heard on the radio thing that yeah that they were getting well fucking lowry and then started being when they were being told they weren't being served anymore they only got worse you know that's sort of way we're yeah. fucking rearing up and all but Again, like you say, some foretold went into this because I doubt you bought Hitler masks in Prague. No. So somebody I mean, went online or whatever and ordered this and thought, oh, well, yeah. this is going to be great, crack lads. I don't think there's any shop anywhere where you walk in and say, you've got 25 Hitler masks? Yeah, no. This is definitely an order <laughs> online sort of job, an eBay thing or something like that. But yeah, it's, I don't know, it's the mindset of some people where, I mean, I'd have a fairly dark sense of humour and a fairly twisted sense of humour and you know, there's definitely things that you might do and like or say for a bit of shock value. But then there's things where you, even somebody like myself, you have to know, no, that's crossing the line. That's too much. Yeah. That's really bad taste and all this sort of crack. Like, and that's just bottom line, really bad fucking taste and just idiot behavior. And then when you hear of their other carry on, you just kind of go, yeah. And they're just fucking piss heads to boot. Like, you know, that sort of way. Yeah. Which again, just... I've been on stags... We've gone to Munich and places like that. Hmm. Never any idea of dressing up. Like That seems semi-retarded to me. Yeah, no, I, again, me go, and you differ on our opinions of, like, you know, cosplaying and Halloween and all. And I don't mind that sort of shit, but... No, but 
you're going out and you've a heap of people all dressed the same. Yeah. Like you're trying to go into a bar, like people are going to say no. Like it's just causing, uh, making you more visible. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's you know it's for a lot of the lads it's, it's part of the crack and the banter of doing it. Like I said, I seen a video online once. It was obviously true. Somebody I'm connected with on Facebook. That's how I seen it. But all the lads dressed as like I say smurfs, and there was a video where one of them obviously went on ahead and like filmed. But all of a sudden, uh, it's like whatever it was. Let's say it was Papa Smurf comes tearing around the corner and of course everyone that's on that street is going to go like what the fuck where is that? and he literally just keeps running just bolts mm. by and then like literally 10-15 seconds later he's there yeah! and about 20 smurfs come tearing around the corner chasing them like where like they set it up just where they cracked like but you want to mm. see people's reactions and their faces and all like the, this gang of fucking smurfs chasing Papa Smurf down the street like yeah, I but could then appreciate... you're dressed as a smurf for the next 10 hours yeah but I, I don't like I said I like cosplay and Halloween and all so that to me doesn't sound strange or bizarre thing to do for the stags to me it actually sounds like good crack like if somebody said that to me that they were organising a stag and that yeah we're doing fancy dress I'd be fucking think brilliant that's better than yeah, that's better than said just to you they're organizing a stag you're like ah I'm not doing that I'm not going yeah well there's <laughs> probably a bit of that but like um, you know because given that your average stag for your average lad quote unquote will involve we're going here for X amount of days oh well what are we doing nothing like we're going to fucking mm. pub like you know that's all there'll be no activities yeah, but then you're in the pub dressed as a smurf yeah but at least you're like Personally, I might get some crack out of that as opposed to just standing in the pub yeah, for three days or something. After like that. two days, you're still in the pub dressed as a smurf. No, and I don't think you're dressed as a smurf for the fucking the whole duration. But to me, if I was faced with the prospect of say two or three days of being on the piss with a gang of lads, oh excuse me, Yarn, um, I would definitely it would definitely sweeten the deal if I thought I could dress as a smurf or fucking Gargamel or anything for that matter. I just think that it would lighten the fucking the mood and make it a bit more crack. Well, because I think far too many people are too uptight and up their own arses when they go out and take themselves far too seriously, you know, that sort of way. No. Like you. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't have a good time. But the guy who dressed up, I think, is retarded. Just, uh, again, different strokes for different yes. folks, you know, that sort of way. Right, um, I've also got, you want to talk about retarded people, or maybe they've just got a a massive sense of irony or something, I don't know, but uh, there was a anti-racism march organised. Were they dressed as Hitler? No, (laughs) it probably would have made just about as much sense. Um, It was the, let me just get this, it's the Welfare and Diversity Officer, for Goldsmiths Students Union. Uh, now, I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head where this took place. But it's a British university anyway, so we'll call it uni. Um, anyway, this, this, this chick, uh, Bahar Mustafa is her name. Sounds okay. like so, so, I mean, I'm going to get racist <laughs> on her now and say she sounds like something out of fucking Lion King. But uh, yeah, Bahar Mustafa um, basically organises anti-racism event. And her... The, the, the quote and message here from our, like, you know, it's, it looks like it's through Twitter or Facebook, someone says, Hi, I made as many of you hosts, so please invite loads of BME, women and non-binary people. Also, if you've invited, also, sorry, if you've been invited and you're a man and or white, please don't come. Just because I invited a bunch of people and hope you will be responsible enough to respect this is a BME women and non-binary event only. Don't worry, lads. We'll give you and allies things to do. Winky face. Now, let me explain. I don't particularly get the non-binary thing, but the BME stands for Black and Minority Ethnic Only. So basically, and the fact that she seems to only want women as well, but it just says, um, back in February, Mustafa, Moose, yeah, Mustafa, who describes herself on Twitter as a queer, anti-racist, feminist killjoy. Right, this is obviously, you know, your Twitter description. Uh, came to my attention when she, she helped... Didn't need or- to add killjoy. No. Uh, came to my attention when she helped organise a BME-only social before a screening of the film Dear White People. For those not acquainted with the lingo, this means for black and minority ethnic only. Um... Then it says, uh, and now this, uh, essentially the proposition of racial segregation in a British university. Hang on, am I missing something? No. Um, 
it says um, the, essentially the proposition of racial segregation in a British university. And yes, it's trussed up in the language of the new PC, non-binary, safe space, BME women, our liberation. These are all terms they seem to use now. Uh, but there are no two ways about this. This is division along racial lines, and it is astonishing that it is deemed acceptable. It wouldn't be tolerated anywhere else in Britain, so why on earth is it being tolerated in a British university? Another tweet she put out, our message was, uh, to all BME people, don't forget before the screening, BME only social, happening at Café Natura, 5pm, free food. And to all people, Palestine Social are hosting an event, RHB 142 or something like that, to come, all the things. So whatever the fuck that meant. But again, she's making sure that it's BME only and all this sort of thing. I mean... How fucking stupid do you need to be to be organising an anti-racism event? Yes. And then say no whites, basically. Yeah, that's, that's basically what she's saying, there's no whites. No white males, even at that. You know, the feminist fucking yeah. fuck is coming out on her as well. You know, that's what I mean. Is that not just the most 21st century pretentious upstart cunt, if ever there was one, like, it you is. know, that sort of way? She'd be the first in line. If a bunch of white lads says, no black chicks or Indian chicks allowed yeah, at our team. She's the one protesting that meeting. Like, yeah. saying, you can't say that, you can't say that. I know. And it's she, the fucking double standards of a jumped up little cunt like this that really fucking piss me off, like, you know. I mean, I'm all live and let live and pro-choice and all that. But I, I don't particularly understand the standpoint, or I can't get my head around the standpoint of these so-called activists. You know, people who go to marches and all. I don't understand yes. that. I don't. I don't see the relevance or the point of it. Um, it depends what the march is. On time, remember they, they, I, the one that I always harp that I remember um, was a lad I played in a band with, and him and his missus were being into all this bullshit. But going to some march over, remember the planes landing in Shannon, the U.S. planes yes, landing. That seems pointless. Shannon, but you know, marching about anything. Let it be Guantanamo Bay. Do you honestly think fucking Bush or fucking Clinton or Obama or any of the US presidents know that 2,000 people walked down O'Connell Street in Dublin, Ireland? No. No, they, don't, they don't. They don't care. They don't know. It doesn't matter that you marched up to the US Embassy. You know, it, it, it makes zero difference to what's happening. And, and I just, you know, I, I know then they'll give you the standpoint of, oh, well, if nobody says anything, blah, 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 all this sort of bullshit. But I never got that standpoint in life. And okay, you want to do it, more power to you. But a fuck tired like this bitch is going to turn around and give it the whole, you know, like they say, all these PC terms to get around straight up fucking racism. Yes. And you have to try and understand all these terms and figure out what they mean. Yeah, well, I'm sure if you're that way inclined yourself, you're already well in the fucking know. You know, that's how I, you yeah, know what all this shit means. Yeah, but you can, can you not be not racist and not have to understand all these terms? Yeah. Like I'm not racist, not homophobic, but there's too many terms you have to try and figure out. Yeah, it? I know. Go over and do your thing. I'll do my thing. Yeah, and I know. I'll yeah, get along. That's it. You know, there's racist... There's gay, there's fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? That's it. There's midget. <laughs> there's, yeah. Like we don't need to give subcategories. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's like all these weird metal bands now, where they all get their own genre depending on what they're doing. All this fucking, and then adding the word core to the end yeah. of every fucking music genre is like, oh, this is a midget core. There's, there's actually a queer core. There, you know, melod melodic mm. hardcore. There's fucking, you know what I mean? There's, it's ridiculous. We don't need all these genres. Whatever happened to just rock and roll? You yeah. know that's all. And then we had metal because that was slightly heavier than rock and roll. You know that's all the way. Like you didn't need all these subgenres, but it is all this. Like I say, yeah. I don't even. You have I don't to, and understand you have to be non-binary. In, that's the one no, that really has me. We could look it up, but I'm not going to because no. I don't care. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's ridiculous. Like I mean, and like I say, it's it's the age-old analogy of like you know the. You know, people seem to think that racism comes from white people, like you know that's all right. But very clearly, as you can yeah, see it comes here, from everybody. Yeah, it can very just as as easily come from what I, I I have to assume this girl with a name like that. I'm not thinking black. I'm thinking more kind of half caste, dark. Uh, she's not even she's not even a full on negro. She's no, no. business. <laughs> fucking you know, telling white people they can't come. She's half white or something like that. But uh, I don't or know. Indian. Yeah, <laughs> whichever. Although don't don't they reckon uh, that we've all we all descended like that? Blacks are the true kind of original. 
I don't care. It's too long ago to care. Homo sapien or whatever you want to call it. It's too long ago to care. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Why don't people just get the fuck on with things and just move forward? I mean, why does she need to say no whites are men? Does she honestly think that anybody who's going to attend this event in the way of a male white is going to be there if they're against race or yes. colour you know, st- stood in the middle shouting at them yeah you know I mean they're not going to show up to this event like, because it's like that you know I mean again this joke is wasted on, on a fucking podcast but it's like the whole uh, how does every racist joke start you know <laughs> yeah. looking over your shoulder because most you know most modern day racists like mm. aren't, are, aren't racist but yes I'm not racist but those niggers they're taking all their jobs like you know what I mean but this is the thing they're not going to be, unless they're around other racist fucks, they're not going to actually be vocal about their racism. You know, that sort yeah. of way. They'll only do it in front of other fucking shitheads that'll listen to them and back up their ideals. But as soon as they're put in a room with people that aren't going to agree with them, they won't say one thing about no. race, creed, or colour. Like, you know, that sort of way. They'll give out about it when they get out and go to their meeting. Yeah, exactly. When they pull on their pillowcase yeah. fucking hell hat or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's fucking... The stupidity of uh, you know these people are in university. Both that of them the doesn't one, make them smart. The, the girl poisoning somebody and then the fucking yeah. one organizing the march doesn't make people smart. I thought it was meant to though. No. Isn't that what they're there for to get smarter? No, like I've driven idiots around from about universities all sides of Dublin. Yeah, don't know how they're gonna get get jobs. Yeah, but they're not. That's the problem because yeah. I mean I think the way it kind of happened was. The junior cert used to be enough to kind of get you an apprenticeship or a job. And the leaving cert was like gold. And then what happened was college just became the norm. Because of the, the Celtic Tiger and the boom and the economy. And all of a sudden people had more money than they knew what to do with. And little Johnny wanted to go to college. So let little Johnny go to college because money wasn't an issue anymore. And all of a sudden the junior cert kind of became redundant. The leaving cert became the new junior cert. And college mm. became the leaving cert. So because everybody... Well, not everybody, but most people go to college now. I would argue it's got to be about 70% now, 65 70%, I'd say, go on to college now. Yeah. You know, so it's massive numbers. And, you know, it's the old, what are you studying? Oh, business or arts. Shit that, it means I didn't yeah. have anything I wanted to study. To anything. Yeah, I, wanted, I didn't have anything I actually wanted to study, but I wanted to go to college. Mm. So I took, I, me, I remember my cousin telling me that the tissue dispenser, you know, you pull a tissue at the bottom yeah. of it, in the Jacks in Minute University, uh, somebody had wrote on an arts degree, is please take one. You know, that's, all, like, that, like, that's about how much they're worth. Like, wipe your ass with the fucking thing. Yeah. But how are you meant to decide what you want to do for the rest of your life when you're 17 or 18? Yeah, it's baffling. I mean, I don't know about you and your school, but in my school, I think we got one sit-down, which probably consisted of about 10 minutes with a career guidance counsellor. Yeah. And that was probably in about transition year or fifth year. And that was it. No more, what are you into? Where would you like to go with this? What would you like to do with that? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But again, you don't know. And I, I, I think most and then normal people don't know at that age what they want to do. Yeah, and a lot of times, it doesn't matter. You come out of college, you take a job. It mightn't be what you've studied for. Yeah, well, like, there's, like, my brother. He went to college. I came straight out of school. I was... I would have been two years behind him in school, and then I think I ended up three years behind him then because I'd done TY and he hadn't. So the way it worked out was he left school, went to college, studied, became an electronic engineer. I came out of school, went straight into working for a recycling company, and at the time... Uh, recycling policies had just been made, like legislation that all companies had to have one. So they were paying top money for basically glorified bin men. And I went in that, he came out of college, was a qualified electronic engineer, got a job, some computer place, something like that, and I was earning more money than him as a fucking, as a a bin man. Then fast forward a couple of years and he gets a pain in his hole being made redundant every couple of years because all these American companies just kept packing up and moving and all. And he drives for Dublin bus. So there, here's this a qualified electronic engineer, spent his time mm. and his money going through college, and he drives for Dublin bus. He had a driver's license when he went to college. He could have just went straight to Dublin bus, yeah. like, you know, that sort That's of thing. When I left, I did a two year, uh, I don't think it even qualifies as a college course. Yeah. But I got qualified as something in computer science. Okay. And went into a job with lads who did three and four year di- diploma and degrees. Exact same job, exact same thing right. I was doing. Let me just ask you something then, okay. How are you so useless on a computer? <laughs> what does computer just, science I'm involve? Programming. Programming, yeah. okay. So it's, it's like not, making that shit work, yeah. not, not how to use it. Okay, right, I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't really care for computers anymore. 
Okay. You're a fucking dinosaur. Yes. Um, okay, right. So that's college kids. Just about creeping that way. College up. kids. <laughs> Just about creeping that way up towards the fucking eight wankers of the world, if you ask me. Yes. Um, Them and PC people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they, 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 it's, it's these college fucks that are being mm. all PC and shit. Like. Yes. Um, last week, you mentioned some guy pretending to be a dentist. Yes. Some girl, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Being a dentist. And we start quizzing over, who the fuck, why would you want to pretend to be somebody <laughs> else? Well, uh, it turns out there's a little bit of an epidemic at the moment in this neck of the woods heading into, from kind of here, Ashbourne, Trim. Uh, there's lads going around have fitted blue lights to their car and they're impersonating guards. It's steel cars. Pulling people over, yeah. yeah. Uh, can you step out of that car, please? Yoink! <laughs> Jumping into the car <laughs> Thank pulling you, my off. Thank you, good sir. Uh, I've read of two actual robberies and a third uh, attempted stoppage. And it was a 71-year-old woman or something. And she took a photo Screw of them. you guys. man flashing his badge. She took a photo of them. Like, and she, it. She didn't stop. They just kept going. Like, you know, that sort of way then. But yeah, apparently... She had more sense than the other people. Yeah, apparently these lads. But no, by all accounts, they're doing it at odd hours. It's like four in the morning and it's isolated roads like that. One was in trim. I have to assume it was one of the... The back roads and trim. The other one was that the road towards on Shockland, the Ashbourne Road. I think it was that yes. way. So again, the roads where you could catch somebody isolated. You have a good mile or two either side. You have good getaway fucking things to get onto a. You're onto the Navan Road, mm. and you could be fucking anywhere. Then down onto the M50 and gone. Yes, but, but um, guards don't stop you unless you've done something wrong. So if you're driving along and you haven't done anything, yeah. Uh, apparently, the one of them turned around. Uh, there was the 71 year old yeah they actually know I tell a lie there was another one took a photo and kept going um, this one she stopped but l- locked our, our door and just put the window down a bit and your man came up and kind of flashed a badge at her and said that she was swerving all over the road had she been drinking mm-hmm. and she said no I don't drink and she was going I think she said she was going to the hospital or she was going somewhere it was like 4am but she was going somewhere that she needed to get to like you know sort of way and um she kind of quizzed them a little as he kind of quizzed her and he just went back and got in the car and they drove off and just <laughs> yeah. left her be like sort of because they obviously assumed okay this one's clearly not going to get out of the car or whatever but it just seems like I mean uh, how fucking how stupid would you feel stood at the side of the road yeah my car's gone my phone's gone I was going to say yeah because the, I don't sit with my phone in my pocket in the car I no. throw my phone up on the dash well like the where the speed on that is in there and um that's what I'm saying. So you wouldn't even have a phone to call anybody. And if you're talking like four o'clock in the morning on one of these isolated roads, you might be a while before anybody would stop you. I'm not saying yes. cars wouldn't pass, but they're probably not stopping for some no, lunatic in a t-shirt <laughs> flagging you down at four in the morning. Yeah, with no like, pants on. Yeah, you're like <laughs> driving without my pants. It's yeah, comfortable. You know, yeah, it's you know, kind of like gets afraid a little air down at the basement. Like, what have you got? Well, I can't find the the guy convicted of pretending to be a, gyne- a gynecologist, but I can't find the. The news reporter disappeared. Oh, you had an impersonator yeah. as well? <laughs> this guy, a gynecologist. Yeah, something we, we talked about this not we, pretending We to only be. said, because why the fuck would you want to see some <laughs> dirty fannies? Like, you know, whatever about being like, yeah, I'm the six month after your treatment <laughs> gynecologist who wants yeah. to make sure everything went okay. If that yeah. guy exists, that's the gynecologist <laughs> I'll impersonate. But I don't want to see some fucking yeast infection ridden mouldy nah. fanny like, you know, that sort of way. It seems weird. Where was this? Or it was in, Ar- in Ireland. It was in Ireland. Yeah, but the the news reporters disappeared. I can't find it. Hmm. Conspiracy here. Yes, maybe it was a copper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Again, when we spoke with the list of jobs, you probably wouldn't want to impersonate. Yeah, that's Going definitely up there. Was definitely up there that you don't want to be impersonating that guy. No. The guard thing, I get. They're robbing people, so yeah. like you know, there's a bit of gain right. from it, like you know. But uh, yeah, it's just impersonating jobs. I think I don't know. There's a lot of people who like to impersonate barbers, but they're actually in barber shops. Yes, you know, and some of the shit I just see coming in. Um, I don't know impersonation. You still you could. Would you impersonate any other job? No, still haven't. There's no no hasn't changed since last week. I can't think of anything that I can't think of any job where I kind of go, yeah, I'd like to fucking do yeah, that. Maybe right? the, the guy hiring at the strip club. Yeah, or the what? What was fucking that dude? Or the brothel, or whatever. Yeah, no. Remember that he was the producer in Zach and Mary. What's the guy's name? Um, 
Craig Robinson. Yes. Yeah, he's like, Titty you know inspector. I mean? Yeah, that basically, yeah, that's it. Yeah, the titty inspector. He just gets to sit there, you know what I mean? And <laughs> kind of go, yeah, yeah, you, you have to take off your dress now. Yeah. Just give us a twirl there, you know. Or maybe the dude for the fucking, you know, the casting couch or whatever for the porno. Like, you know, that sort of way. So some ropey guy with a camcorder is going to test fuck you. Like, <laughs> you know, you need to be <laughs> test fucked. Like. Yeah, but then the girls there, don't more, most pornos last more than two, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it's only, a bad it's day. Like test footage. Come on, give me a break. I've got 20 more you sluts coming yeah. through here today. I can't be fucking spending all day on you, love. But uh, yeah, no, it's it is. It's it's one of them things where whether it's for gain or for some perverse reason. But why does nobody suspect? I mean, where was this guy? Prete- I mean, yeah, obviously it'd be nice if you had the article. Yeah. But like, where is he pretending? At least this other the dentist chick was working in a dentist. Okay, she was the receptionist, but she worked there and then could just nip into a room and pretend to do procedures. <laughs> but where is this dude working that he's getting to I pretend to be a gynecologist? Right, we nipped off there so James could try and find his gynecology story, but apparently it's been wiped from the annals of history. Yes. Uh, this well, I guy, just made it up when I did. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was a dream. Are you sure it wasn't a dream? Uh, no. Were you the gynecologist? <laughs> no. Okay. Were you getting checked by the guy? Or is that a female thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Never really considered the career of gynecology, <laughs> but yeah. So what, is there a male version of a gynecologist? Uh, prostate exam. Um, I guess. But that's any doctor just sticks his finger up your yeah. arse, doesn't he? Yes. What's your prostate do? Uh, cancer. Gives you cancer. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, apparently that seems to be all. It doesn't do anything, you it, know? It, we all have them. Yeah, well, uh, all those blokes, all yeah. those men, you know. Something to do with your bladder, I think. But hardly. And they're getting to it from your arsehole. Yeah. Is that these things? Your finger up your arse to check your prostate. Yes. If, is your bladder that far down? I don't know. Like these things. <laughs> unless it goes wrong, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, we should have went to university. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> took some sort of biology mm. course or something like that instead of computer science. Yeah. Like, I'm um, a great believer in. I don't need to know about a bunch of stuff unless it goes wrong. <laughs> then I'll yeah, learn about sometimes it. Sometimes it might be nice to kind of know so you can maybe check for warning signs, especially for something that's going to give you yeah. cancer. You go to the doctor. I wouldn't mind because, like, you can, I, I've done Movember several your, times and raised money yeah. for like prostate cancer you can charities. Stick your figure up your own arse if you want, but you don't know what you're checking for. Yeah, you got to get somebody else to do finger, it. Like, yeah, well, but probably somebody that knows what they're checking for yeah. because. And I'm not doing yours. Yeah, <laughs> I won't yeah. know what I'm doing. Making like a, a ring of death, yeah. like a bunch of lads checking each other's yeah. prostates. I won't like. know what I'm looking for, and it'll be weird. Yeah, it's just going on. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is that poo or prostate? Yeah. I can't tell. Smell it. Yeah, it smells like poo. Okay, grand. Go back in, check again. Yeah, I can't imagine. Again, that's. I know doctors get into it for the whole. You know, is it the good of mankind? Is it the paychecks? I don't know. I don't know what drives somebody to do something, a career choice like doctor. Money. But yeah, GP is definitely money. Those cunts are the scum of the earth. But, um, but like, when part of your job is going to entail, like, sticking your finger up people's arses and, you know, I can't imagine it's, like, what, <laughs> at what point in your life did you think that this was the job for you? Like, yeah. I always found out about the, the, the lads who check, who look at their feet. Yeah. They're, uh, let, let's do yeah. Let, let's do this. Yeah. At what point? I mean, unless you have the weirdest foot fetish, and even at that, then right beside the bladder. Really? Aha, James <laughs> just looked up a picture of the. And there's no celebrating. He's now celebrating the fact that uh, okay, we've got the rectum. Wow, the bladder is just right there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, seminal vesicle. Ve- vesicle, yes, the the prostate. Ah, yeah. So it's kind of medicine. It's kind of above the taint, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, if you wanted to geographically come up from any point, it's you know, it's not your arsehole, it's not your balls, it's the taint. Yeah. Okay. So, well, whatever it does, it leads right to the urethra. So obviously, your bladder, obviously, sh- piss passes through. I was going to say shit, <laughs> as in the, the the proverbial shit passes through, and not actual <laughs> shit. But obviously, it's something to do with. Yeah, and then I would just leave it at that. This shows the inside we've, of the process. We've half explained. <laughs> yeah, you, listen, yeah, you need to know anymore. Go see a real doctor. Don't don't come to us fucking the Emerald <laughs> Reprobates fucking quacks. Um, okay, if you are right, then the bladder is right down there. Yes, and it's your if you're looking for your uh, if you want to stick your finger up your own arse and check for your fucking your prostate, 
aim for the taint, not, oh, the, not the not the backbone, <laughs> your tailbone or whatever it is. Its function is to excrete a slightly alkaline fluid, milky or white in appearance, roughly thirty percent volume of semen. Well, I'll just leave it at that. I could finish reading it and explain it fully, but that sounds fun. But it's attached to your bladder. That's I mean it's part of your bladder beside oh, it. Oh, of course, the semen. Again, I'm going to. Isn't semen only the fluid that transports sperm? Yes. Okay, I'm with you. Okay, grand. Right, so it's probably just, yeah, lubricating the old pipes so yeah. that your piss can flow better. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's leave yeah, that layman's explanation. WD 40. Yeah, yeah, let, let's leave that layman's explanation right there. Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, we were saying before about the. I think you need like a, the equivalent of a selfie stick with like a little <laughs> finger on the end of it for checking your prostate. Like you can stick it up there or maybe like there's a little camera on the end of a finger. I mean, if this guy that was sticking your, your lover's remains into a dildo can call himself an inventor, yes. I'm pretty sure I could get like a little kind of, you know, those cameras like you see in like spy movies, they put it under the door. Yeah. I could get one of them, I could put it in what is like a jellyish looking finger and put it on the end of a selfie <laughs> stick and you can straight up your own jacksy check out the prostate and have a little look uh, around uploaded at prostate.com yeah, yeah, yeah get an expert opinion <laughs> yeah or just check check back we, we will have the domain booked by next week yes. at uh, Emerald Reprobate's pod uh, Emerald Reprobate's fucking prostate <laughs> exams uh, home exams at that either that or like some sort of a gaping tool that you can put up your arse and open it and yes. sit over a mirror or something like that I don't know we, we'll refine these these yes. uh, things they'll all be patented by the end of the week though and we will continue going to the doctor. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can buy air shit to check your own assholes, but uh, yeah, we'll go to the doctor event. It's not working down there. Speaking of assholes. Yes. Boxing is severely overrated. Yeah, I'm not a boxing fan. I know you're going to this. It's obviously the Mayweather Pacquiao. 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 Um, all this hype, and by all accounts, again, I'm not going to even try and weigh in on it. I didn't watch it. I have no interest in boxing. But by all accounts, absolute dog shit. Yeah, apparently. I didn't watch it I'm not staying up to that era yeah. to watch pretty much any yeah, sporting event apparently, let alone one I won't watch you know people are saying oh that was Mayweather's style like it's that elusiveness but I don't think elusive works in certain sports like, you know I will uh, abide by a certain amount of elusiveness in MMA but there is a very fine line between elusive and running away yes and by all accounts Mayweather was just running away and then hugging a lot as well, apparently. Like, apparently yeah, there's a lot of clinch work. That's what bothers me about boxing, just all this grabbing onto each other. Yeah, because if it's... you have some MMA, somebody's just going to pick you up and throw you on the ground yeah, but what and I can beat understand you to is, death. If it's deemed to be an illegal move in boxing, which I'm pretty sure it is, you're not allowed to mm. hold, hence the referee separates you. At what point does he not start deducting points for doing it? He if you don't want lads, if you actually really don't want lads to be doing it, just turn around and every time somebody engages, break, one point, Mayweather. Grant. Con- fight again continue yeah, no, and if he wants to go in and grab him again separate him that would one make point, sense Mayweather you know that sort of way and just keep fucking deducting points so nah. that even if he wins the round like you know, he gets a fucking he absolutely destroys you and gets a fucking uh, a 10-7 round or something like that you know that sort of way if he's grabbed you three times he's a level peg and you're back to being a 7-7 round like you know that yeah, sort of way I don't way. care because I don't watch boxing no, but Th- that much because there's too much hugging. Yeah, normally, no, it was it was the sort of sport that never really interested me. I remember watching a bit of it back in probably the mid '90s. Nassim Hamid would have been hot shit at the time, and mm. I remember one time I don't know why because my dad wouldn't be a boxing fan around, but somehow myself, my dad, and my brother sat there to watch uh, Nassim Hamid fight, and I remember vaguely him coming in on some sort of a magic carpet and all it was all about the entrance and I think the entrance I don't know why 23 it's an odd number but 23 minutes I think it took to for him to get to the fucking ring okay. and the fight was over in so, in less than a minute I think you know what I mean and you're yeah. just kind of going like what the fuck that's not a sport what yeah. is this like you know that sort of way the, and you watch wrestling and you see the undertaker taking 7 or 8 minutes to get to the rings ah oh, this is crap yeah this is what I'm saying. And, this is and he'll, g- he'll give you a 20, 30 minute match. But again, there should be rulings by governing bodies to say, you know what I mean? When you're summoned, because I mean, there's somebody out back with an earpiece going, okay, now see him. Yeah, you're up, go. From when you're summoned to when you're at the, whether it's a prep point or whether you're in the ring or whatever the procedure is for, for boxing, you should be told no more than fucking two minutes. 
you know, 90, 90 seconds, two minutes, depending on the side of the size of the stadium you're coming from, you're coming from one side to the no. other end. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. 20-odd minutes or something to enter a fucking ring. Like, and the other mm. guy's standing there like a prick waiting on you. You know, that's what, I know that was probably part of it. It was mind games and psychological and all this sort of the crack. But, like, you know, how would you, like, you get to the ring down and he takes 20 minutes down to go, oh, no, I need to tie my lace. My lace is open. Mm. I fidgets with his lace for 20 fucking minutes. Would the ref let him? He wouldn't as bollocks, like, you know? But yeah, no, I believe well overhyped. Uh, I seen Tyson tweeting something like saying, you know, uh, you know, I mean, something, something along the lines of, you know, I mean, all that hype for this or something like yeah. that. Are we waited that long for this or something I mean, like he that? Well, well, Mike, he went out there and he tried to batter the bejesus out everybody. Yeah. Oh, he tried to batter the bejesus out some guy at the weigh-ins. Yeah, don't touch Iron Mike. Yeah, some guy leans over him, throws his arm around him to take some selfie, and proceeds to earn himself a fucking elbow in the throat from yeah. Mike Tyson. Like. He was lucky; it was an elbow. Yeah, I mean that, that was the thing. It was because I guess you know nobody likes a personal space being invaded. Yeah. But at this stage of his game, he's probably well fucking sick of it because he's still Iron Mike Tyson. He's still that face that everybody knows and all. Yeah, for you know? sure, the tattoo on it. Yeah, what makes it. Oh, excuse me, That's somewhat a, more uh, recognisable. If I'm coming up to Mike Tyson to get a selfie, I'm announcing it, I'm sending him a letter, <laughs> yeah. I'm shouting at him across the building. Yeah. You've emailed him yeah. several times in advance, telling yeah. him Mike. you plan on getting him, yeah. Then, even at that, yeah, you've, you've come up with a loudspeaker about four rows back, then, Mike, yeah, I'm coming up on your left-hand side, <laughs> gotta throw my right arm over your shoulder. I have the selfie stick. Yeah, 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 actually, that's what you want, like, this extended, like, a fucking, yeah. like, one of those window cleaner things when yeah. you're upstairs windows, the things go, like, about four rows, and you can just take your word for it that that's you in the background holding the fucking thing I see this selfie actually talking about prostate selfie sticks and all I did see this selfie stick where it's like an arm so it's like you're holding someone's hand Okay. I think it's for really pathetic lonely people or something like that yes. that it looks like you know they're like standing like this holding someone's hand and that person <laughs> took their photo or something but I don't know why you would be holding a camera and holding someone's hand to take their photo unless you didn't know. want them getting away it's while you're restrained while you're, while you're pulling them down a dark lane to rape them or yeah. something then you like to or maybe the, the mole chronicle for, it with photos <laughs> the mole for uh, masturbation hand got melted and it's this is what they, they're selling it now as Quite possibly, you said, yeah, grand, yeah. This prostate hand is clearly broken. We we put the selfie sticks at the wrong end. The camera pieces at the wrong end. Yes. I just sell it as a hand holding selfie stick now. I don't know. There's. I thought they were a really good idea when I first heard of them and seen them, but I just anytime I even see a photo now, it's so obvious somebody's used a selfie stick, and you can't help just look at the photo and just go wanker. Yes. No matter how good the photo is, just go wanker. That's it. Like you know, I mean, if 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 the if an arm's length isn't enough to have you in the photo, forget about it. You don't need to put your fucking phone or camera on the end no. of the fucking stick to take a That's photograph. It. You and a uh, big Phil Bamsdale lad in a jacks. Yeah. You got the you got the two years in at an arm's length. Exactly. And I mean, I I'm the guy behind you pissing. Yeah, I don't have the biggest. I'm no fucking orangutan. Like, and exactly, me and Phil Margera, bam. Me and fucking Mark Coleman, bam. Oh no, actually, Louise took that one. Uh, me and Mike Swick. Took a photo with Mike Swick, bam, there you go. Like, I mean, you know, I've photos with plenty of people that I've met over the years, and they've all been taken at an arm's length, and they're all just fine. Yes. I didn't need to it add works. sticks or anything yeah. to, the, to the dynamic to make it better. That's it. And a selfie photo with any more than two people, get somebody else to take it. Yeah, it's it's not a, it's no longer a selfie. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't a selfie, though, by definition, a photo of you? Yeah, and I say... Uh, most a famous person you're standing beside yeah but this thing of like what's with girls taking photos in toilets as well this thing of like you know oh, we're on a night out we're on the jacks we've just all checked ourselves and made sure we all look great quick somebody take a selfie and there's like four or five of them and a, a fucking floater in the jacks behind them yeah, like uh, the person handing out free uh, yeah mints not, and not towels free, and free shit stuff. yeah but uh yeah it is it's, it's, it's just one of those things where mm. when you see and Actually, you know what? I seen it today in the shop. I cut a lad's hair in the shop today, and then he was waiting on his father. And he was sat with his phone. He was basically using his phone as a mirror, admiring himself. In the barbershop? In the barbershop. I'm sure you have at least one. Like it's down the back in the corner, but there's at least one mirror. <laughs> oh, there's plenty of mirrors, but the thing is, like that, he was just sat there. I just caught him out of the corner of my eye, and I was looking, I was kind of going, is this... No, man. Don't get me wrong, it was a nice haircut, you know, what can I say? But he's sitting there after the haircut, admiring himself, like, fixing his hair, and he kind of, you'd have to look and go, I'm a really? Smooth, pimp, motherfucker. That's it, you'd have to really go, really? Like, because you're not even just waiting until you went out to the car and then admired yourself. <laughs> but this is the thing, 
Like, I remember years ago, even just having your photo taken, say you were on holidays, you know, standing beside something, you'd be mad conscious and embarrassed and all, kind of, like, you'd be like, take this fucking thing as quick as you can, yeah. mm, I'm smiling, yeah, grand. But nowadays, you'll see people stand around, they'll check it, no, that's not right, go back, do it again, and this, half of the fucking Joe public you see now is just looking in their phone, like, taking pictures of themselves and admiring themselves yeah. and all, it's, it's taking bizarre. pictures of their food. Stop taking pictures of your food. Yeah, I was. I, I don't was, care. I was actually going to do it the other day just for the crack, and put some smart ass caption. Like we went out for dinner the other day myself and the the the, the familia. I so said there was a whole table full of fucking. Mm-hmm. We ordered far too much. I think me and Louise forget we're not fat bastards anymore. We, you know, mm-hmm. I've been training pretty hard since January and just don't eat nearly as much. And we ordered all this fucking food. And the dudes were there going bollocks. What are we going to do with this? We done it a while ago as well. We were out and we ordered a shed load of stuff. And we were left looking at it going oh, bring it home. Yeah, but there's certain things you'll bring home, and then there's certain things you just kind of go, you know what, that's not worth bringing home. But anyhow, I was I was looking at this table of food, and I was going to go, on, you know, do I do it? Do I take this photo of the fucking food and post it up like with some smart ass fucking comment or something like that? But then I was like, no, I'll just eat it. Yes, because that's what you should do when yeah. a dinner and table full of food is put in front of you. Put your phone away. <laughs> put the fucking fork in your hand and start fucking eating. That's it. The next thing is people will be getting up off the jacks and taking a shit. That was the food I had yesterday. Look, look at <laughs> yeah, it. Look at it. Yeah, check this. See the corn. Well, yeah, there's always corn. I didn't have corn. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't had corn since I was fucking seventeen. But there's a piece of corn in me <laughs> shit for sure. <laughs> right. That's enough corn shit talk. Prostate exams and all that. For fairly arsehole full mm, episode. Yes. If ever we named episodes, that was the asshole episode for sure. Right, for me, that's every episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, by default, with us hosting. Uh, for me, Derek, it's goodbye. I'm from James. Farewell. Jog on. <laughs>